What is up, everybody? Welcome to the Whiskey Sessions podcast. This is episode 115. Hey, Matt's here with B-Pimp. B-Pimp, how's it going with you? I'm doing well. 15, Cameron Payne of the Phoenix Suns. Wow. That's a deep pull. I mean, he's done well in the playoffs. They beat the Lakers. Kudos to them. When you... I. I was trying to think of players I knew that were number 15, and I couldn't think of any. I just thought, thought of him because it, I, it shocks me that he's playing meaningful minutes for the Suns of the playoffs when I saw him play for the Bulls and look unbelievably terrible for a couple months. You know, I don't, I don't know what it is. The Bulls don't bring out the best in players for whatever reason. And- that seems to be a fair assessment. But yeah, we are on episode 115. And for the folks at home, we are right in the middle of a five-part series on the best of the aughts, the best of the OOs. We have talked about our favorite action movies, our favorite comedies. This episode, we're going to talk about our favorite TV shows. And then, of course, we'll talk about our favorite video games and our favorite albums. The TV shows lots of good TV shows from the, from the OOs. What were you thinking about when you were putting this list together? You know, it's always hard for me because I usually, because I don't normally think of things grouped by decade. I have to like get my bearings. And then I, what I usually do is I go look at a bunch of best of lists, make my list of the ones I like, and then rank them. And Mm -hmm. this one was hard to rank. Just like all of these have been, because I had a lot of favorites and it ended up being like, well, five of these are so great. Like, how do I put them in order? Even my number six was one of the hardest ones I ever had to leave off. So it was very difficult. Yeah, it was, it was a tough list to put together. I will say my five actually came together a lot easier than I expected. And when I compare it to the best action movies and especially the best comedies, it was a much easier list for me, but still, still tough. Um, this is the whiskey sessions podcast. So we, we have to get into the whiskey and the whiskey I have for this one. And I'm going to be totally frank. I'm a little bit nervous about this one. And I'll tell you why, because it's a peanut butter whiskey. Wow. Yes. It's called screwball. Here's the other thing about it. It's out of California, which is the state I live in, but not a state that I necessarily go to for my whiskey consumption. That's a really cool bottle. It is a cool bottle. I like the sheep. I like the design. Yeah. Um, Another interesting thing about it, it's only 70 proof. So 35% alcohol by volume. That's about as low as I ever see. Yeah. Uh, And it's, it's bottled in Miraloma, California. But so I, I don't know how I'm going to feel about this. I'll be frank. Like I like peanut butter as a food. Yeah. I'm not great. Not always super high on flavored whiskeys, although I did have that banana flavored whiskey a few episodes ago, which I thought was quite good. Um, so we'll see. I'm going to give this a fair chance, of course. I'm drinking it on the rocks. You put these two together, you got Elvis's favorite whiskey. <laughs> you know, I should have. I wonder if I have any of that banana flavored whiskey left and just like make an Elvis drink. You go to the bar and just say, I want an Elvis. You don't know what that is. Peanut butter and banana whiskey. Come on. They should know. Yeah. I, I love embarrassing yeah. bartenders. That's my favorite thing to do. It's my second favorite thing to do. You look very confused. Um, embarrassing 
servers. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's always the service industry. Any way you can embarrass them, do it. Yep. So the reason, I guess I shouldn't have been surprised, but I've been smelling this like a couple of times and I'll be honest, like there is a peanut butter smell in the air. Okay. I'm not allergic to peanuts or peanut butter or anything like that. But if I were, whoa, I would be going to some kind of anaphylaxic shock right now. We'd have to call off the episode and <laughs> somehow I'd have to get help for you from Chicago. <laughs> yeah, good luck. Our, our number for 911 is also 911, in case you're curious. I'm wondering, uh, this is a serious question. Do you think if, if, I, if that really did happen, could I call 911 and be like, somebody needs to go in Oakland to help my friend because he's in shock? Do you think, think they can do that? I don't know. I think they could transfer you, right? Okay. I'm going to try. Well, I can't really try. Yeah, it. go ahead and try it. <laughs> yeah, let's see what happens. <laughs> okay. I'm smelling it. Yeah, a lot, pretty strong peanut, uh, strong peanut butter smell. Also kind of a, I feel like a little bit of a chocolatey note too. I could be wrong about that. Ooh, uh, is it made by but, Reese's? Man, I would, if there was a Reese's, I would try it. Uh, but this might be as close as I get. I'm going to take a sip. I'm very intrigued by this. First Holy smokes. Oh, okay. That is no joke of peanut butter flavor. It's like thick with peanut butter flavor. Do you think you could drop a little Hershey's chocolate syrup in there and just make like a... I think so. Glass? I think basically I would use this to make like a boozy, like, I don't know, like ice cream float maybe. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, this would work pretty, probably pretty well in just like an Irish coffee too. Okay. Um, if you wanted that like weird little peanut butter kick to it. My question is, how is the low alcohol content factoring into the peanut butter flavor? Does it taste like kind of a, it seems like it's kind of a, just like a flavored, like that's what they're going for. It's like, this is not heavy duty or anything. Is that? Yeah. I would say there was nothing about my first sip. There was no zero burn. Like, okay. Outside of the peanut butter taste, not really much to it at all. Definitely like, yeah, nothing strong in that. So it, I, I noticed that it's 35%. I'm even surprised it's 35%, frankly, based on how it tasted. I'm going to take another sip. How does really the peanut butter much to it? I mean, like the peanut butter is a true peanut butter taste. There's nothing, nothing off about that. I mean, if what you want is a peanut butter taste to your whiskey, like this is a true representation of that. And I mean, it's right on the bottle. It calls it, it doesn't even call itself whiskey flavored with peanut butter or anything like that. It calls itself peanut butter whiskey. Well, there you go. They knew so, what they were doing. So they're saying, we're going to taste like peanut butter. And screwball, let me tell you something, you do. <laughs> uh, now, is that good or bad? <laughs> <laughs> right. That is the ultimate question. Uh, I'm going to take a third sip to decide <laughs> what okay. I think about this whiskey. While we go get a thing of jelly for you to dump in here. Yeah, I, I mean, I wasn't sure what to expect with this. If I thought it was going to be like a light bit of peanut butter with a normal tasting whiskey. But this is truthfully like a heavy bit of peanut butter with maybe there's whiskey in there. And I think this is what I struggle with the most. It is true to its word. There's nothing weird about the peanut butter taste. If that's what you want, I would recommend this. That said, I'm not sure I really wanted this. So I'm <laughs> going to give it the boot. 
this is the peanut butter whiskey that you wanted, not that you deserved or whatever that. Yeah, I think I was hoping for something that was like a little less peanut butter forward and more with just a, a solid whiskey taste. It has like no whiskey taste. That is okay. alcoholic even is like mildly surprising. Yeah, uh, it is just like a very peanut butter forward. Wow. I don't quite like it for that. All right. Well, I appreciate your boldness of trying flavored whiskeys. Yeah, I don't know what to do with the rest of this bottle. I'm, I kind of am curious to what it will mix with. I think it can mix with stuff. Yeah, I bet you could mix it with a lot of stuff. Yeah, this would be like Maggie and I do shot Fridays. This would be the easiest shot in the world. But yeah, I don't chase know. it with like, chase it with just like a gallon of milk. <laughs> exactly. Uh, all right, screwball peanut butter whiskey. I'm giving it the boot, but truthfully, if like what I described sounds good to you, then then have it. That's just yeah. not really what I wanted. And send us what you make out of it, like what you mix it with to make a fancy cocktail. I'm curious with that. Do you just like dump in a loaf of bread and you just have like a wet loaf of bread and maybe a little bit of jelly in there? I think so. Yeah, I think that's probably the way to go. Um, all right. We have to play Let's Get Personal. Let's get personal, personal, perfect. We played this in the last episode uh, where, B-Pimp, you started off our eighth round. Uh, but before we even get down the road of what the scores are or you know what I have to play for, I think it would be helpful to catch up our listeners on home at home about what this game is even about. Do you want to do you want to tell them what it's about, B-Pimp? Yeah, this is a game where I'm going to list out five people and Andy's got to tell me yes or no. Do these people have a personal life section on their Wikipedia page? And um, it has to be specifically personal life. And it's as simple as that. Is it there or is it not? Yes or no. That's the game. Extremely straightforward game, but you never know, really. Uh, And so you mentioned that we do five names at a time. And we are in the middle of our eighth round. So you're going to give me five names and I will guess if they have a personal life section or not on the Wikipedia page. And right now where we're at is uh, you've had your eighth round. So you've gone through 40 names and you are at a very respectable 24 out of 40, 60%. Uh, Right now I'm at 21 out of 35 which for this round, these five names that you get me, this is what it, it means. If I get three out of five correct, I am tied with you. If I get four out of five or five out of five, I finish the eighth round in the lead. And I, you know, I don't want to get too far ahead of myself, but what do you say, B-Pimp, that we make this a 10-round game? That'll work. That'll be it. Like, it, you know... Folks, keep listening because, you know, in the next you know few episodes or however long it takes, we're cutting this off at 10. And so it'll this be will de- best out of 50. Champion. Yeah, best yeah. out of 50. They, I like it. We've stayed close, pretty dang close this whole time. Yeah, I feel uh, like you've been in the lead for most of it, but it's always been like within a hand. It's never been that far off. No, it hasn't been. And the fact that you uh, and... Again, listen to the last episode, but B-Pimp went five for five to get himself to 24 out of uh, 40. So I like I was going in thinking that I had a little bit of a buffer and now I'm very nervous about it. 
Uh, so I don't want to talk about it too much longer. I don't want to think about it too much longer. Just let me know the names I got. Pimp. I was fortified by Madison whiskey. So let's see how peanut butter whiskey affects your performance. But this is my theme is famous actors of the 2000s to stay with our 2000s theme. Okay. So your first person, yes or no, do they have a, uh, a personal life section? Star of Shanghai Nights, Owen Wilson. Okay. I, you mentioned this in the last episode. You said you improved your performance by not thinking about it too much. I'm not going to think about it too much. Owen Wilson does have a personal life section. You are correct. All right. Whew. One for one out of the gates. Yep. All right. Now, number two, Owen Wilson's brother, Luke Wilson. What kind of sicko would fill out a Wikipedia page for Owen Wilson, give a personal life section and not for his brother, Luke Wilson. And yet, and yet I feel like maybe, maybe he doesn't, but that's not the final answer. This is where I feel like I'm being tricked by you, but I'm not going to, I'm not going to let that trick happen. I'm going to say Luke Wilson also has a personal life section. You are correct. Yes. The Wilson two for brothers. two. The Wilson brothers out of the gate. Number three, star of Superbad, Michael Sarah. Michael Sarah. I mean, some of these I think about like, what do I know about the personal life? And Michael Sarah, I would say I know nothing about his personal life. And is that because he doesn't have a personal life section in his Wikipedia page? Maybe. But actors usually do, even if they're not that famous. So I'm, I'm worried about another trick, but my default was thinking he doesn't. So I'm going to stick with that. I'm going to say Michael Sarah does not have a personal life section. You have learned well, young grasshopper. You are three for three. Yes. So that means I've tied the rest of this. If I get one out of these next two, I take the lead. This is gravy. Bring it on. All right. Number four, star of the green hornet. I think Jonah Hill. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. That was Seth Rogen. Rogen. <laughs> <laughs> you know what Jonah Hill's in, which is funny. Grandma's boy. Oh yeah. Grandma's boy is funny. Yeah. It's hilarious that he's in that movie. I kind of forgot about that. And then I watched it. And I was like, Oh, there's Jonah Hill. Whew, Jonah Hill. What do I know about his personal life? Nothing. But could he also like Michael Sarah not have one? Oh God, that's tough. They were in super bad together. That's true. That would have been a good thing for me to say instead of a movie that he's not in. (laughs) Uh, I will say Jonah Hill does, does have a personal life section. You pulled it out by the skin of your teeth. Four for four. Wow. You're on a roll. Can you? Folks at home, I'm not even cheating. No. You can see both my hands. This is peanut butter fueled success. I think so. Whiskey. That that is a lesson for this game. We have to drink the whiskey first. Yes, you need Otherwise, to have that our little nerves Are too frayed. I uh, know. They should let people drink before they do just about anything. Anything. Be yeah. Much better performance. <laughs> I think so. Uh, okay, so now this is for this unprecedented second in a row, five for five. If you get this correct. Oh boy. The star of. Friends, Paul Rudd. <laughs> I know he was in Friends because somebody referenced that, but like, who was he in Friends? He was Phoebe's boyfriend for like 10 episodes, but he was the okay. star of it. Okay. Paul Rudd, 
I'm going to say yes. Paul Rudd has a personal life section. You just went five for five, my friend. Wow. Okay. I, I can't believe we both went five for five. We are getting good at this game. We should have really been drinking more whiskey before we played this game before. That is unbelievable that we would go 10 for 10 on this. Hey, we're on a roll. We got to keep it going. We got to go 20 for 20 and then it'll just end in like a stalemate. Wow. Oh my God. All right. So after eight rounds, uh, you're 24 out of 40. I'm 26 out of 40, still within tri- striking distance. I think we've been two apart for like several rounds in a row now. Yeah. We've been matching our scores. We, I'm going to have to pull out some like tough ones for the next couple of rounds here. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm going to have to think about what those next categories are. I don't like... I'm going to do some tough ones. You're not You're not going to just get into this game, back into this game, like, easy peasy. Okay, I'm ready. I, I might do something that's not White Sox related. Uh-oh, I'm in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, we got to get into our top five TV shows. Again, there were a lot of good ones, but for me, I think putting the top five list together actually ended up not being as hard as I thought. Anything you want to discuss before we just jump into it? I'd like to jump in. I will say that I noticed mine is extremely comedy heavy. Mm. Mine is not. Okay. There we go. We have a good coverage. Yeah. Okay. We will see now. Uh, All right. These are our top five TV shows of the OOs. More than four, less than six. It's the top five. All right, B-Pimp, what is your number five TV show, The Odds? My number five is a short-run show that was one of the funniest shows ever made, and it's Chappelle's show. Wow. I just forgot that show. Great pick. I think Chappelle's show pretty much almost doesn't need to be elaborated on. It's just the first two seasons especially are just some of the most inspired and funny comedy that I think has been made. Um, I think there's some things on the show that probably if we watch it with like a 2021 lens might be a little me, but that could be said about a lot of things. Um, I think it's very funny and it was one of my favorite shows. Great, great pick. I just put it into my honorable mentions. Um, I think it, it probably wouldn't have made my list anyway, but I, th- I think it needs to be mentioned. Uh, all right. My number five is... Also a short-lived show. I was kind of hoping we'd have a double dip here, but we don't. Um, well, unless it's your number four. But uh, short-lived show, uh, it spawned a, a U.S. show that was not short-lived. Um, but it's the U.K. version of The Office. Great show. And I, I think what I really like about this version is I understand the U.S. version was around for, I don't know, 10 times as many episodes at least. But David Brent, like that cat, uh, like that character of just, you know, I'm a huge fan, obviously, of Steve Coogan doing Alan Partridge. I think we both are. Yes. Uh, and he does that awkward comedy really, really well. Um, but uh, I, w- I will say David Brent is a great character, great, just like cringe comedy. And I think that cast is really great. Martin Freeman is hilarious uh, and also just like a really good actor. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I really like the UK version of The Office. I, I love it. I'll have more to say about it later. All right. Uh, what's your number four? 
My number four is a long running show, which I believe shockingly might still be on. I watched most of it during the aughts and kind of fell off after that, but it's always sunny in Philadelphia. Great pick. Yeah. That's an honorable mention for me. I, how many seasons has that show been on? A lot. Cause I'm pretty sure it started in like 2005 and it's still on. I'm I'm almost positive. It's still on. Yeah. Um, it's really the first, I mean, this is another show. Like I, I probably would say I watched from beginning to end, like seasons one through seven or eight and have done that a couple times. And I really think it's extremely funny, but, and I've actually heard that within the last five or six years, like a few of those seasons have been like critically acclaimed. So, I mean, I think there was a dip and then it kind of came back and was really good again. I haven't gone back to watch more of the recent stuff, but mm-hmm. The earlier stuff is really, really funny. That's a very funny show. Uh, no, I, I couldn't agree more there. Uh, my number four is very much not like that show. Uh, and I, I'm pretty sure you haven't seen the show. And I think it was it was out of a, a stubbornness to not have the Italian side of you stereotyped. But man, is it a good show. Uh, the Sopranos is my number four. Guess what? It's a what? double zip. What? Yes, because I have seen not all of it, but over half of it now, so I felt I could rank it. Wow. Okay, that's fair. And yeah. I, and honestly, I actually have not seen the last two or three episodes of the show. Um, and I'm not going to at this point. But like, okay, okay. I I was I stand corrected. You have seen it, and you rank. We just it would literally just Lisa and I just started watching it within the last couple of months. We're on like season five. In fact, we're going to watch that tonight after we're done recording. That's on our schedule, but um, it's great. I mean, I was I was stubbornly not watching it for a long time because it was like one of those things where everybody says you have to watch it, and I'm just like, eh, do I? Mm-hmm. But now I finally did, and it's it's really good. It's good. Uh, I mean, there are a lot of like prestige shows that I've never seen. Like, I've, I think I've seen like one episode of Mad Men. I've never seen Breaking Bad. Same here. Yeah, there's a lot of those kind of shows that I haven't seen. I don't know if I will. But, same uh, same for me is, is great yeah all right should i go to my number three then yeah all right for me uh, i definitely went through a phase like actually when we were living together like my senior year of college i watched the show all the time um and i loved it it's the west wing oh yeah that's a good show i forgot about that yeah what is seven seasons and i will say like the first three and a half seasons are the ones that are written by uh, aaron sorkin those are the best then it takes a little bit of a dip, mostly for seasons five and six. And then I actually think it's better again for season seven because it's got Alan Alda uh, and uh, Jimmy Smith's like running for president against each other. And those are actually pretty good episodes. Uh, but at its peak, you know, season one, two, three, West Wing was great and unique um, and just really well acted and super engaging and yeah, I, uh, Martin Sheen is fantastic in that, um, and all the sporting characters too. I I love that show. That's a great show. I, I have a related question. Have you ever watched Sports Night? I think that was also an Aaron Sorkin show. I feel like that was his first breakout show. I okay. have actually never seen it though. I kind of want to watch that now because I remember hearing about that and never actually saw it. Yeah, I've I've heard somebody say like, "Oh, Sports Night's his best." I I doubt it. Yeah, probably not, but... But but I am curious to see it. Yeah. Um, all right, what's your number... What are we on? Two? Um, my number two, yeah. Yeah. 
your number five, I think it was, The Office UK. How about it? It was at one time probably my favorite show. Um, I've really, really soured on Ricky Gervais over the years. Um, so yeah. <laughs> I, it kind of tinges a little bit like what I think about it, but I think undoubtedly it's still excellent. And in fact, I watched it all um, sometime within the last year. And it is. It's still really good. It's just so tightly written and like the characters are developed in a way that's really satisfying. It's short so they can like complete things and you're not dragging on and on and on. And I think it has one of the best finales of any show ever. So it's a really excellent show. Do you like the, when you say finale, do you mean like the last episode of the second season or the Christmas special? This is the Christmas special. That's true. Yeah. Final episode. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's fantastic. I love that. That's a thing with British shows. Like not yeah. all of them, obviously, but it's often like a two seasons and Christmas special. Yeah, it's great. I love it. Yeah. I mean, like that's the thing. It's like part of me wishes there's more because it's so good, but it's like, no, I don't want more. That was the perfect length for that story. Exactly. And it it makes the American version just seem I mean, there are a lot of good episodes in the American one. I'm not trying to like shit on it, but like ten seasons? It's too much. It's supposed to be a documentary of folks at an office. They would I know premise aside, but I think it's kind of important. They would never shoot that for 10 years. No, no, it was too much. Even five would have been too much, but five I could have defended, but like 10 is insane. Yeah. And like, it just, then Steve Carell left and then they got into weird plot points with like Jim and Pam not working out. Cause they just didn't know what else to do. I've truly never watched past like their wedding. Honestly, I've never watched anything past that. Yeah, I probably watched in seasons like four through ten. I've probably seen like maybe five episodes. Yeah. Um, and I think what's really weird about the American office is the pilot of the American office is yeah. almost a shot for shot <laughs> remake of the British it's, one, which I find it, so bizarre. It's so funny to watch it, though. And I think one of the things I'll say about the U.S. one is one of my favorite episodes is, is like the third episode, which when they play basketball. And you yes. remember that one? That, that one is so, episode. and it's mostly just because of Steve Carell's idiocy when he's trying to like warm up and show off. And he, th he literally shoots a three pointer so far that it goes like a hundred feet past the basket. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. Yeah. I think it, I mean, that show did find its own, but it's, it's almost got too much for it to be on my list. Yeah. All right. My number two is a show that, I enjoyed so much that I uh, sampled it for an album and named an album after it. Uh, and it's home movies. A oh shit. Cartoon, which uh, the, Oh shit. Sounds like you just forgot about it, which I almost honestly forgot about it, which is crazy because I really liked it. Um, but yeah, home movies. I think it's funny that it started out on UPN and then, then went to uh, adult swim um and uh, or cartoon network i don't know if it was adult swim at the time but uh yeah just such a great show like elements of um like improv but still fairly structured great music everybody's hilarious in it h john benjamin especially uh that was it was a great show i love home movies and i I'm just going to make it like a really, really high honorable mention. Cause it's, it's a, it is really a fantastic show. So I should, I, I'm just disappointed in myself. I just didn't think of it for some reason. I think cause it's like animated and I put those in a different category in my brain. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. And you know, what's tricky about the animated ones because I like, 
so many animated shows have actually been around for like freaking ever. Yeah. And like, so I could never put, well, I, I never would put South Park anyway, probably, but like, or the Simpsons. Simpsons yeah. It's been around forever. Like family guy. Oh yeah. Family guy's been around forever. So I, I never even think of them as being in a particular decade. Right. Uh, so that makes it tough too, but, but yeah, home movies, number two. Uh, all right. Number one. What takes the cake? Takes the cake for me is a really, really great show on the on the Fox Network called Arrested Development. Such a good show. Yeah, it's probably. I mean, again, one that I watched like the first three seasons, the original release. I, I never watched like I watched some of the Netflix stuff and just it's, I wasn't interested. But the first the first two seasons specifically, but like the first few that were really on Fox are just hilarious like some of the best uh sitcoms they sitcom are premises ever so good and i i like i don't blame you for not liking netflix i'm gonna be like like totally frank i thought the netflix seasons were not good yeah they're just, it, the what i remember seeing i was like this is not the same this is not like good or interesting to me so i stopped but yeah that was that was a great show and it, it's and it, it it is kind of too bad that a lot of people found found it after it aired yeah and i know that's the show just like struggled to actually ever have like good traction or good ratings but uh it was awesome that was one of the shows that i don't know that i've had this that much since i mean the way that shows are released has changed a lot but that was one where i was with like great anticipation waiting every week for a new episode to air and would watch it live like yeah. every week because it was so great no that's that's a great show uh, good pick for number one. My number one is like the opposite of that show. Uh, the Wire. The Wire. Great show. I The Wire is a show where Maggie wants to go back and rewatch the whole thing. And parts of me are like, I would like to do that. Other parts of me are like, oh, God, I don't know. Because there are areas of that show that are just like painful to watch, especially with the, the kids uh, well, in like the third and fourth season in particular. I've only seen the first season and the half of the second. I loved it. We just never went further. So that's the only reason I don't have it like ranked anywhere. It is a bizarre show in the sense that the first season is like kind of sets the whole thing up, focuses on the drug dealers in Baltimore. And it's a really good season. I think the second season does a very weird pivot. Um, and I think it's still a good season, but I, I wouldn't argue with people saying that it's probably the worst season out of the five. Either the second season is the worst or the fifth season is the worst. But the second season is suddenly all focused on the docks. Totally different cast, almost entirely. Uh, minus like like some of the police detectives are the same, but they don't have nearly as much screen time. And it's it's weird. It, it feels different. Um, but in retrospect, I just I kind of like the way it fits in. It gives you like a between the first season focused on the drug dealers or the police, I don't know how they would frame that. And the second season focused on the docks. Third season is more, what am I forgetting now? One of the seasons is focused on the school system. I wanna say one of them is politics and one of them is school system. And I forget which one out of three and four that is. And then fifth is the press. so it's like a different focus every time. And it's supposed to like give you that like whole idea of a city like Baltimore. And I, I really like the city of Baltimore. I've been there a few times. Uh, and part of my family is from there. Not part of my family I know particularly well, but like, it's just a great, 
great, well put together, really well acted show. I've also will add, I have a friend who is now actually works for the secret service, but was previously a Baltimore cop. And he told me that he likes the wire in particular because of how accurate it is for, you know, what Baltimore is like. No, it's uh, it it feels that way. Obviously I wouldn't really know, but it just feels authentic. Mm -hmm. Um, So I, at some point we'll watch that show again. It's, it'll be a hard watch, but it's a really good show. Yeah. Um, all right. What are your honorable mentions? I had a few. Um, the Office US that we were talking about, um, Scrubs, uh, the IT Crowd is a pretty funny show. I also had The Wire on there, and Six Feet Under, which is a really good HBO drama. I've never seen that uh-huh. before, but I kind of meant to. Yeah, it's really good. My number six, actually, like I I really, really struggled keeping it off because I think it's consistently hilarious is everybody loves Raymond. I think Lisa and I are almost done watching all of it. It's really funny. Like every season is just hilarious to me. I, I could see that. So I I mean, I've probably only seen maybe like five episodes of that show ever, but there were funny things about that show that were a little different from a sitcom. Like I had one episode just, it like ended with a fight between the mom, Raymond's mom and his wife. Yeah. That was like the end of the episode. I was like, what kind of sitcom is this? I know it's really good. Um, and then I, the only other ones I had were, um, uh, Degrassi, the next generation, which is nice. awesome. And 24. Cause I used to love 24. 24 is another show I've never seen before, but, um, my mother-in-law freaking loves that show. Uh, yeah, the ones I have on my list, I didn't have like that many honorable mentions, but Arrested Development, It's Always Sunny, The U.S. Office, 30 Rock, Chappelle Show, now added. And I wanted to put this on it, not that it was only in the aughts, but kind of defined the aughts, I felt like, The Daily Show with Jon Stewart. Mm, yeah, that's a good point. Uh, didn't even so, think about it. Yeah, I I looked up the Colbert Report, too, because I really liked that show. That was... It looked like slightly more in the 2010s than the odd, but it kind of spanned from 2005 to 14. So I, you could count it, I suppose. Oh, okay. Um, but yeah, I would probably put that up there too. But yeah, a lot of good shows. Great decade for entertainment. Yeah. All right. If there are shows you think we forgot about and you want to comment on the shows that we had in our top five list, let us know on our Twitter feed. That's Whiskey Sessions, uh, at Whiskey Sessions, I should say. All the Twitter feeds, they got to have the at symbol. Um, and, uh, or you can email us that's whiskey sessions, music at gmail.com. And we will read your emails on a future episode, but we got to get to the emails for this episode. Uh, so without further ado, let's get to it. These are your emails. You sent us emails to read emails and now we'll read them. All right. What is, uh, what's in the old email inbox? We got a shorty, an anonymous one. Dear Whiskey Sessions, why didn't you start your best of the decades project back around the 1920s or so? You're missing so many great things. I, this person might be entirely right. I mean, like the Academy Awards started in the 20s. There's at least two movies from the 20s that got Academy Awards. We, we one of them is that that movie with just a train coming at the screen. <laughs> I think so. Yeah. Um, what else came out in the 20s? What the jazz singer? Yeah. Some, some, uh, I don't think any video games. So I think that would be a tough one. There was a, it was the, uh, pre Atari 
Right. Definitely no TV shows. So we would just have to do movies and the music albums. And then it would be like flip books. Yes. Favorite flip books and favorite, uh, favorite depression. Yeah. Favorite like dust bowl models. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the model T wins again. <laughs> uh, yeah. All right. Um, I have, it says, Hey fellas, I don't know where to start with the last episode. The funniest movie and the best action movie of the OOs was Rush Hour 3 by a mile. Did you not include it because you weren't sure what category it belonged in? And this is from Horace in High Point, North Carolina. Well, Horace, um, I would never watch it. And I'm insulted that you would ask us that question. I am too. I've seen actually a very small part of this movie. Uh, and there is a Chinese basketball player in it. I forget what his name is. And he I don't know that he ever played like in the NBA. I'm pretty sure he didn't. But he's like seven foot ten or something like that. Wow. Um, and he's briefly in this movie. But I'm pretty sure they shouldn't have made Rush Hour Three. And I'm if I'm not mistaken, I think Jackie Chan apologized for the movie. I bet they're making Rush Hour Four now. Yeah. Uh one apology wasn't enough. Yeah. That's the tagline. <laughs> <laughs> that would be such a good uh, All right. Send us your emails. We'll be recording again soon. The email address, of course, is whiskey sessions music at gmail.com. Let us know what you think about the, the best OO media out there. We're going to be discussing video games and we're going to be discussing the best albums on the next two episodes. So definitely let us know. Um, but that does it for this episode. B-Pimp, do you have any words of wisdom to leave our listeners with? Don't make Rush Hour 4. Do not make Rush Hour 4. Um, who who do you think, though, if let's say they don't make Rush Hour 4, let's say they just reboot the franchise. Who would be the modern day Chris Tucker and Jackie Chan? I think they should go really avant-garde with it and like cast babies as them and make like baby Rush Hour. I think they could. Well, and the, the thing about doing that is then they could like keep following those actors as they get older and they could make a million sequels. It could be like fast and furious style. They're up to like 10 movies or whatever now. Yeah. It'll be like rush hour 28, 28 when they're in the exactly. middle age, you gotta be thinking about the profits about franchising these kind of things. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, sound advice. Uh, until next time, this is a Sam. Peace out. And be pimp. See you later.